hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Follow the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 142.3, live from uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. I'm joined uh, each and every day by (laughs) Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. It does pain you a little bit, doesn't it? Not at all, Trevor. (laughs) I love your company. uh, Here we are in the South Hall today of CES. This is a two-level hall, generally where you find the smaller companies who uh, have, have... Collect connected products, quirky products, new new release products that maybe have been funded on Kickstarter, things like that. We'll talk about a couple of them later on. Yep, um, you'll be able to hear the activity behind us because we are sitting inside a booth in the South Hall, and we are here. This podcast always brought to you by the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. I started off my day today uh, with a Samsung booth tour, and while well, well, we've already just, and just to be about... clear, a booth tour. We should explain to people there's a difference between just walking around having a look, and then there's the opportunity to actually get escorted through yeah, a booth and a and and have a, have things explained to you, and that's what you did with Samsung. That's right. I... Yeah, Samsung took me through and showed me the uh, 12.2 inch uh, Note Pro tablet, and I, and I only found out today the Note Pro we're only going to get the 12.2 inch version. The smaller versions aren't going to come to Australia. The the new Note uh, devices, although I don't think they are actually. They only make the Note Pro, sorry, 12.2. The Tab Pro, we're not going to get the 12.2 version. But I think what caught my eye, though, apart from the tablets, was their TVs. They gave me a good look at the bendable TV, you know, the TV. That Press a button and a bend. So you can watch it either flat or as, as a curved. Uh, and, and you just press a button on the remote control and basically the screen pops out of the frame. So the screen wraps forward and just comes What, a couple of centimetres? Yeah, or oh, more than that. You, you can... You can it comes out to be as equally curved, slightly more curved, I think, than the regular fixed curve TVs, let's call it. But um, that was interesting. But I think another feature that was pointed out to us was uh, an auto depth, like a depth enhancer for the, for the Samsung picture. And what it is, it's this new technology designed for the curved TV because the whole idea of a curve is to give you a more, immer- to immerse you in the picture. And they had a side-by-side demo of this new feature and it was really noticeable that you actually felt immersed yeah well without it being 3d you, the the it, it did feel like there was more to the to the image well rather than just being a, like a flat piece of paper that you're looking at so i, I found that very very interesting uh, let, let me ask you did you feel i mean I, I can't actually remember what your opinion of curved is generally but do you after getting a, a you know guided conversational tour of their curved uh, lineup do you feel compelled by the product at this yeah, point i do for a couple of reasons i think well, first of all, I think it, it needs to be a decent-sized TV. No yeah. point doing it with a small TV, waste of time. You need to have it with like a 60-inch-plus television to really enjoy yeah. and, and make use of the curve. One thing I noticed, too, that is it, it really eliminates a lot of reflection on the screen because of its of shape. The flat TVs, because the angle of refraction is all the same on the screen, so you're getting it all the same back. On the curve, its angles of refraction are all different, so you're not seeing much reflection at all. Which I think, if you're if you're viewing your TV in a bright room, that's only going to help. 
So you're not going to get a lot of uh, reflection kicking back at you in, in your eyes. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have a good look at that because I've seen a lot of curved TVs, and I, I, my problem is that I love the OLED. You know, there's, there's something stunning about the blacks and the OLED. Uh, but the, the curved LEDs, while thicker, you know, the, the quality of the picture when you stand in front of them and look at them is still pretty darn impressive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, oh, OLED is no doubt, you know, the, the, the top, top of the top shelf picture quality. But, geez, it really, the LED quality has gone to the next level, too. I think that's kind of the unwritten story of the show is that while we're talking curves and all these funky features, the, work, the blokes behind the scenes working on picture quality, improving motion and all that sort of stuff they've done a really good job to still get even more improvement out of it so uh the the tablets the tvs anything else from samsung uh, the i saw looked at the nx30 um camera the uh compact system camera which uh allows you to uh, connect to your device using nfc so you can then transfer your photos using that connection that's a tap and go as mentioned yeah, yeah. and it's also got a really fast autofocus a, a adjustable and that uh, NFC finder. tap is that only for Samsung devices or Android uh, devices it will work it will work apparently with any NFC device uh, as long as you have the app for that device and iPhones don't have, don't have NFC so don't expect it to work on an iPhone Okay, very good. So uh, Samsung, and, and, and you know, it was funny this morning walking in early. Uh, if you walk from the kind of the, the street down, you've got. What time do you get here? What do you just camp overnight here? How early do you get here? Eight thirty or something. Okay. But you know, in terms of watching the crowd come in, you know, so I, I, I went all the way down to set to Sony and then walked back through Samsung and LG because, but the crowd, the LG was just ridiculously busy. Uh, and then this crowd just disperses slowly through the show. It is amazing how you can walk around all the booths, but then you try and get into Samsung, Sony, and, and whatnot. It's just terrible. Very crowded. Yeah, Sony, uh, Samsung was very crowded. LG was packed. Sony, because it's such a big I think they lay it out stand, well. Yeah, I think it wasn't so crowded. All right, listen to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I had a, um, uh, a better look today at some of the Hisense uh, products. Um, you know they've got a fair range of televisions. They had they've got showcasing curves. They're showcasing some OLED, but it's all you know development stuff. Okay. Um, potentially could come to market. Speaking um, of curves, Sony don't have a single curved TV no. on their stand, so to them, it's curves like a big don't it's, exist. A, it's like a big finger to the yeah, curves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because Absolutely. you go to you mate, you got a higher. Um, I think even Chang Chong have have a bloody Chang Hong have them too. Yeah. They have. I think everyone's got oh, yeah, curves, true. except CCL have got them too. Except Sony. Yeah. Well, I think Sony are in a position now where they've got to uh, they've got to put up or shut up. You know what yeah. I mean? They've got to really kick ahead. Oh, they, they did have had a good year last year in the TV stakes, and yeah. they, they've really got to do something. Look. So Hisense. I mentioned, I think, on uh, after press day that they they launched this amazing new operating system, Android-based operating system for their TVs and that we were so I was very quickly let down to say that we weren't going to get that we were going to get a kind of poor second cousin it's not terrible um, it's actually a really nice interface um, and I'm not going to say it's the same as Samsung so it's not at all but if you think of Samsung you know how they've got the kind of TV uh, movies they've got the, the pages uh, it's a very similar operating system in terms of they've separated things out like that and they've gone for a magic mouse remote, like a LG well. style um, wave at you. There's no um, no number buttons on it, so it's full. If you're watching TV, it's channel up, channel down is the only way to navigate. Um, the remote actually works really, really well. Voice control. Uh, yes, voice control. So you press the button, and you can talk. You know, in the Andro- and it's Android, only when based. you're in, only when you're in the Android parts of the TV. So when you're watching television, yeah. you can't say change channel. Okay, so you've got to be in the Android app part to actually communicate with it via the voice control. Cool, cool. But still very, very nice stuff. And they've got a, an 85-inch 
uh, ultra high definition there, which will come to Australia. And how does that look? A good picture quality, mate. Very good picture quality. You know, reasonable design because it's a pretty pretty standard silver silver edge they, they put got around. Four K ultra HD. Yeah, that's, it's an eighty five inch UHD. I think they had an eighty four, and they've done quite well with it this year. Yeah. So um, I think they're, they're really looking forward to, to the um, to the 85. Yeah. Just on the sort of TV discussion the, the, at the Sony stand, which I'll talk about something else on the Sony stand. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, the TVs there, the wedge-shaped TVs, Beautiful, aren't, aren't they? they nice? See, the, 80, the 85 there has uh, like, a, like a really tall wedge, uh, yeah. like lifting it off the floor. It's interesting. They've realised, I think, the TV companies, and we'll talk about TCL tomorrow after you've done the, the tour, but... Um, you know, this, this need, and Samsung did it first last year with their kind of 85 and their 110 with that big A-frame. They, they need to have TVs that sit on their own in a lounge room yeah. as an item. Uh, TCL have got a 110-incher, uh, which oh. has got an A-frame like that, uh, and that's going to come to Australia. Wedge, Sony's got their the wedge one, which stands quite like high off the design. ground. I think it just goes to show that, remember there was a trend that like, you, you want to look thin, thin and yeah. light, and now, but they've just thrown that out the window. Yeah. And Sony have it's said, sort of well... Good. Not only look good, but it's also functional too because what what uh, Sony are offering, this is on their 4K TVs. Remember how they have the speakers on either side of the TV? Yeah. Now with the wedge shape, which is thicker at the bottom than it is at the top, the thickness at the bottom allows the speakers to have speaker. more space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I sat in one of their demo areas and it sounded like it was like a fully dedicated home theatre speaker system yeah, right. that was just coming out of the TV. Well, the other thing to check out on Hisense in their um, OLED, uh, not it's not nowhere near as super thin as the LG, I'll be honest, but you know with the LG OLED, it's, it's, it's stupidly thin and then it's got this big bulky bit at the bottom, which is where the I've guts of the TV before, is, yeah. right? So with this is the genius of the Hisense version, and I think you'll see the others do this. They've got this this kind of um, wedge, uh, sorry, not wedge, but like a box behind it. But it's not attached to the screen. It's actually, it sits on an angle. But if you mount the TV on the wall, that flops down and becomes the soundbar. And the soundbar's got all the TV in it. it, And so it actually can be flat on on the wall. So I think if they bring that to market, they'll do quite well out of that. So Hisense putting a lot behind their, their new operating system. It'll have some built-in apps, and I know for a start, uh, SBS On Demand will be there. They'll, they'll do well with it. I think it looks good. It'll be interesting to see how consumers, um, you know, what they're attracted to in the market, though. I think, though, like companies like Hisense, TCL, these value brands, let's call them, I think they're going to get a lot of business this year because customers are going to see Ultra HD from LG and Samsung and 4K from Sony. And be turned off by the and price. And they're going to see an $8,000 price tag and then see a similar size TV offering the same specs, let's say, maybe not the same quality, and they're going to see them for thousands of dollars cheaper. Well, we'll talk tomorrow about so, whether or not 4K TVs are so appealing that a really cheap one might you know, yeah, appeal right. to people. Absolutely, yeah. We can't discuss the company, <laughs> but uh, tomorrow we can shout it from the rooftops. All right, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, uh, during my wanderings on the Sony stand, apart from me admiring their wedge-shaped TVs, I did see a very interesting display at the very, very back of the of the booth. Now, if you didn't venture all the way in, you would have missed this. Uh, there was a really ultra-wide uh, projection screen and, and little pods in front of the screen with smart glasses on the front of them. And I thought, oh, well, I've got to take a look at this. And they were, on. You they were, do you think it was 3D or something? Yeah, no, they were on a string. So I thought, okay, well, what are we going to look at here? Oh, what I thought, looking at the picture, as soon as I put them on, in your eye line, it's kind of like wearing Google Glass while you're watching TV. So you put them on, 
and then which is acceptable by the way because you're not walking around look like an idiot that's right well you're at home and no one can see you but these are like actual 3D glasses you'd wear so they're clear but it's a display so it's like a heads up display so if you're watching TV with these glasses on and someone tweets to you or sends you a message it actually comes up so what it comes up in your in your vision while you're watching the television so rather than you having to look at a second screen you're looking at the screen, screen and, becomes your, and this your floats eyeballs. up. That's right. You so your social glass, your smart glasses, is your second screen. So I thought that's really interesting because it's a way not only to be social watching TV, but how good would it be watching? Say you're watching a well, they they had a soccer game playing during this thing. How good would it be to be able to look at certain part of the screen and find out information about a player just floats up in your eye line? Yeah, you, know, you might want to know the score if it's Especially not displayed. Synchronise with the broadcast. Yeah, you know? I, I, it's an interesting concept that sort of merging. This, you know, we've, we've all used that term second screen. Imagine having it not been able to look away from the original screen because that, that's a real problem for advertisers on TV. Yeah. You might know that the problem now is that if a show, even the most popular show, as soon as the ads start. What, what does most people do? They look away. They look to their other devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a way for you to keep you looking at the screen without looking at your smartphone or your tablet or your laptop, whatever, and you're still getting the, the social feedback information that looks like it's actually just coming in your eye line in front of the screen. Right at the front of the stand. Did you happen to notice the shaking camera with emotion? Did, yeah, yeah. That was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they had a very well laid out stand, Sony. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's my favourite thing about the way Sony does this is they, they literally pile on the products but you feel like you can just be standing there on your own, whereas Samsung, you feel like you're just in a bunch of people bunged around a product. Yeah, so true, it is a good layout. Oh, yeah, I think they do is. a very good job. They must, I'll tell you, the people who design these booths, they do a good job. They must do them months and months in advance because the Sony stand had a 360-degree projection screen inside it as well, which I found very impressive too. I was in a line to see the new Sony 4K projector, the short throw projector apparently. Yeah, right. What that means is that it can be close to the wall. It's like your LG laser big, throw. Yeah, big picture. But um, someone else had to get in there and was filming. The guy said, oh, we're going to be another 20 minutes. And I said, oh, I can't wait. I'm yeah, going to go back. Get me out of that. Yeah, good on you. All right. Very, very interesting stuff from Sony on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I went to an event last night where they were trying to show off um, just a range of different little bits and pieces, kind of like Unveiled. Um, it was innovation. Uh, showstoppers. 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 Right. It wasn't bad, actually. Uh, much better than Unveiled, to be honest, because much more spacious and a little bit more relaxed. Um, anyway, a couple of, couple of products there of, of note, but one of them, very interesting to me, because it was here last year, but it was just, it was the inventor of it was here trying to, you know, kind of spruik his wares. Well, and this to me is the story of CES. You have an idea, you, you invest in showing it, and one or two people walk past with a bit of either backing or funding or whatever, and they take your idea to, to market. And now it's been 12 months, so it's a thing called um, Tact Slider, T-A-C-T Slider, one word. And it's a simple little disc that, that, that with a special adhesive sits on your phone screen but doesn't stick there. You can take it off very easily, and it becomes a joystick for your touchscreen. Really, there's plenty of these around, but um, as is demonstrated by them, a lot of them are suction cap based or whatever they are, and they're quite big. This is really simple, a really good feel to it when you're playing a game. You showed it to me before. It looks like it's the size of a button. It's so, tiny. Mate, size of a 10 cent piece. And the good thing with that is that it's portable, yeah. and it's also like to get physical controls on a smartphone now, you need to buy a big, big, bulky thing. Yeah, you yeah. Start, you got oh, to, it's a Logitech case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, that, that's one advantage. But what, a bit of the, the best part of it was he, he put two on the screen? 
You absolutely could. If it was a, if it was so a game that needed two joysticks, yeah, absolutely. But a lot of them would be, you know, moving with one thumb and tapping the screen with the other, like for shooting or something so like that. Like you play Pac-Man on it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, here's the interesting one. They, I said to them, I said, uh, how much is it? He goes, what do you think? And there was a guy, another you journo. Said, you just grabbed it and said no, three. Another, another journo behind me asked the exact same question, and the guy with him said the same thing. So clearly they're kind of suss out whether... And I said, oh, mate, 15 bucks. The boat behind me said 10. He goes, spot on. So 9 bucks 99 you know, I think they've nailed the price. It's a simple little idea. It's you a kind got, of thing you got that. Mates rates that didn't you, mate? Yeah, well, mate, they'll give it away. Let's not kid ourselves, all right? Um, they, um, it's a kind of thing you'll see on the end of the aisle at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, you know where, where they have all their stuff. It'll just be on the end of the aisle. A nice little pickup for um, stocking filler and stuff nice like that. Impulse buy. Yeah. yeah. So if you do play a lot of uh, gaming that has kind of a thumb thumb joystick on screen, highly recommend it. It'll work on any on any uh, touchscreen platform. The Tact Slider. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by the good people at Netgear. I'm going to to see them this afternoon. You're going to see them tomorrow. So I'll be interested to see what they've got planned in this networked world that we live in. So many devices, so many products uh, rely on a network to communicate with each other and with your home. Uh, you can rely on Netgear for those products and a, a wireless AC router, for example, uh, from Netgear or a wireless range extender will fill those black spots in your home uh, so that you don't have uh, problems with your devices connecting. And if you've got a smart home on the, on the, on the radar, putting in uh, connected light switches, putting in connected anything, there's, they're no good to you if, if they can't get on your Wi-Fi. So uh, check out the range of Netgear products at netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, here at the South Hall, I've uh, had a bit of a wander around and actually came across some good products, including an uh, interesting product called the Eye Swim Band. Now, had to have the eye. Couldn't have just been a swim band. Absolutely, could it? but I think the this is a this is a device I think that would appeal to Australian users. Now, the tragedy of summer is that you do hear stories of child drownings yeah. and it, you know it, it's you take you, you, you take your eyes off your child for a couple of minutes and anything could happen now this device is trying to address that problem and what it is it's a band that they wear around their head and that it alerts sends you an alert if your child remains uh, underwater for too long so if your child's gone under and they're not up in I don't know a minute or 30 seconds you get a little alert on your phone to think well hang on so that you get that alert. Uh, without this, it's just a matter of you have to actually have eyes on your child. So this is a device I think it uses Bluetooth. Uh, it, it hooks up with uh, an, app, an app for iPhone only at this stage. You can monitor up to, say you've got a few kids swimming in your pool, you can monitor up to eight swim bands per device. So works up to a 100-foot range. So I think, look, the, 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 the kids, the, there's pictures of the kids on this brochure here where they're wearing them on their hand, on their head. Well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they look a little bit silly, yeah, you, but you where else what, could you wear You it? know what it looks like? It looks like one of those sports bands, yeah. uh, on, but, but it's a headband. Now, my problem, my problem is it does look silly, and I can't imagine one of my kids even wanting to put it on. Um, secondly, getting, getting a, the, they're, they're showing it on kids that are, you know, probably 12, 10 to 12. Um, you know, you really need a product. This, I love the product. Yeah. I think what they need to do is find a way 
to get it on two to five-year-olds, yeah, right? They'll, they'll now, build it in like a cap or something. Build yeah. it into a cap, or yeah. I, I would suggest like a necklace-style thing because, mate, a two-year-old yeah, or a five-year-old... Even necklace, no, no. like below but, your neck, that could be underwater. Correct, but, yeah. but uh, mate, if you're not watching them... So yeah. I, I'm sitting there by the pool and they're underwater, fine. I don't mind the thing beeping at me, right? Yeah. But I turn away to go and get the sausages off the barbecue yeah. and it beeps at me because the kids... Was, see, my circumstance is our kids do sit by the pool when we're, when we're at the Outlaws and they've got a pool. But, you know, I've got to be in the pool with them. Now, little Harry won't go near the pool. He hates it. But if he had this thing around his neck and he fell in, I'd bloody know about you know it. know about it, absolutely. That's, that's what I like well, about the concept. What, what appeals to me about it is it's a bloody good idea. I think, um, you know, for the, for the cost of whatever this is, and there's no, I've got no idea the price of it yet, yeah. but the concept of it, I think, will really resonate with a lot of parents, especially who are worried about... They take you, you yep. take their eye off their kids, and and, and it could it could really avert a tragedy. A great idea. It's called the Eye Swim Band, and uh, I guess you'll check it out soon at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The uh, yeah, you laugh because you know what I'm going to talk about next. Um, geez, I've had a lot of phone calls while we've been recording, so someone really yeah, wants to get a hold of me. Um, my pocket's been buzzing myself. Yeah. Um, I think, you know what, and the best thing about this is I know it's, I bet you it's the same person, a landline, then I've got a text message, I've got a, a Facebook mail. message, and, and now I've got a mobile phone call. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the same same radio station trying to get a hold of me. But anyway, let's move on. Last year, the iPod was the thing that took my, my interest as being oh. the stupidest thing You're here. You're fascinated with iPad devices in strange places. Yeah, so I've found, I've found another one. It's from the same people that had the iPod here last oh, year. Yeah, when on a good th- when you're on a good thing, so you know uh, they've got they've got an, uh, an iPad holder in two rooms that one of them I, I don't mind the other one is just outrageous. The first one's a kitchen. Now yes. an iPad holder in a in a knife block or in a chopping board, but weirdly on a paper roll holder. So you got your uh, your paper towel well, and it's with a, it's iPad. A, it's on a hold? stable base. But it's seriously. a stable base, and I've seen the picture of this. So the the actual arm comes up through the, the holder. And then positions it actually quite high, so it's almost at eye level. The iPad, wonderful. So if you're cutting, it'll keep it away from all the rubbish on the bench top, and gives you uh, an eye. Uh, so well, let's assume that's I mean, okay. The, the, the manufacturers thought, look, this is such a big, long, dorky thing. What can we do? Oh, hang on, yeah. just whack a paper towel holder. That'll do. <laughs> exactly. That's what they've done. But Stephen, what would you think <laughs> if you came around to my place for a barbecue and you walked into the bathroom and found a to- uh, an iPad attached to the toilet roll holder? I'd say someone likes reading on the toilet, <laughs> or if it's Surfing the internet on the Would toilet. You go anywhere near that mate, iPad. Listen, okay, admit it. You've taken your iPad into the toilet. I, I iPad have, never. I have taken my iPad into the toilet. Oh, you okay. know my phone, okay. definitely a yeah. lot. And all the other men out there, you know the deal. You know, happens. You know but iPad no. We don't get a chance to sit down in there all the time. When we wife, do, we take advantage. My of it, wife okay? would go off her nut <laughs> if she even thought I was considering putting an iPad holder in there. Well, you never know. But the, you sure. know, the best part about it though is my that'd be my iPad exclusively. She wouldn't touch it ever again. Oh, it's she's been, that. It's she's been tainted. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that flag. Yes, it's been flagged. <laughs> George Costanza yeah. would love With the big thick book. In fact, in fact, thanks for that. I'm just going to edit my article on it. I'm going to put that line yeah. in. That's very good. So, if you want to check out the the world's craziest locations for toilet roll holders uh, check out eftm.com.au now i'm going to say one word trevor and you're going to agree this has been very popular at the show drone agree uh in the south hall here i saw no less than three of them uh there's the aee which is ace electronic enterprises i've seen the rc logger and what they all have in common They've got four blades, four rotor blades, like the uh, the Parrot drone, 
and they've all got cameras. So it's not just for fun flying this thing around. Yeah. These are, have pro- these have uh, professional applications, and I think you saw one, the Phantom, I think it's called. Yeah. And these, I've seen some footage, footage that have been captured by these these drones, and I have to say, they are very impressive. Yeah. How else can you get a cam- camera up in those heights? So the Phantom, well. the Phantom quadcopters. Um, I asked the question. I said, Who, "Who's buying these things, right? Because the drone, it's a fun game, right? It's a muck around toy." But the, the, a very good point was made to me. Real estate agents, right? That's, that's, that's a way to sell a property if it's a beautiful property. Um, he said to me, uh, this quadcopter, the phantom quadcopter guy, Disney bought one, right? You're going to think, what, for a movie? No, no, because, no, no. at Disneyland, right, where, you know, that big sphere, what's it, whatever it's called? At Disneyland. If, if they, Disneyland, the one in California. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, big, big globe that, you know, so tall you can't see the top of it. Yeah. They fly it up there to see if it needs maintenance, Right. So just a simple little investment to see well, if the thing needs maintenance. It's uh, you know, it, it's like the rather putting a camera on a stick, you can fly it up there and, and check it out. Look, I think the, uh, the drone, the drone technology is is ridiculous. Um, there's a company called uh, DJI who's distributing a whole range of drones. I found one that is what is this an eight that'd be an octocopter or something. This is the kind of thing <laughs> that is being used for absolutely top end professional stuff, uh, TV, movies, the like. It's. It's insane because some of these ones you can attach, you know, proper commercial grade cameras to. Some of them have built-in cameras. So it all really depends on the application. You've got to also remember too that Amazon are also toying Listen, with the drone not, delivery. It's, a it's not a G up. It's a G up. It wasn't on April the first. It could be real. Publicity stuff. Oh well. Anyway, they, what are they going to deliver? They're saying, oh look, small Books? packages. Small packages. Yeah, yeah you're right. In Thirty minutes. Within. But as it'll long cost as you live within ten. But it'll co- cost you ten times the cost of the book to get yeah. it. As long as you live within ten kilometres of their warehouse, <laughs> and as long as the you know civil aviation Avi- uh, safety authority well, have cleared a path for the drone to your home, it's a damn and good idea. As long though. as the neighbour doesn't stand there and go, oh sweet, he's got his drone come down and grab that book. I mean, really? Well, Not going to. What sort of neighbourhood have you moved into, mate? <laughs> well, then your neighbours will be doing that. But you're right, mate. Drones are a big feature here at CES. Uh, 2014. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. So, um, over in the North 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 Hall, which is just yes. tiny little hall with, it's as you described yeah, me, Hilton. Paddy's Markets, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But um, So, I felt by sorry that, for some... By that, I mean there's a lot of iPhone cases and chargers. I stopped for a lot of people there because I felt sorry for them. There, I found <laughs> a bloke there uh, from a company called Matrix Audio, and um, it intrigued me because there's a lot of Bluetooth speakers here at CS. I mean, seriously... Wow. Um, and it's something we should talk about one day. It, didn't Sonos have a good vision? You think about Wireless, Sonos, right? Yeah. The, you look at now LG. They're all doing Absolutely. the connected speaker experience. Gee, Sonos were ahead because of the game. It's funny because a lot of the companies have had these wireless speakers. That's how they describe them, that's like right. Sonos. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, a lot of Bluetooth speakers around. This one took my interest because it's absolutely tiny. Now, Stephen, it would be uh, three centimeters at most cubed. Tiny little cube. And really good sound. Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speaker. Um, uh, full metal body, quite heavy, so and a, and a good sound to it. For a, for a $40 speaker that's three centimetres cubed. And then there's a, 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 a double the size one, which is a you know kind of oblong, uh, which is stereo and double the price. Just simple. Well, he said to me, mate, how many portable speakers are actually portable? Like even, like, so the Logitech, Logitech UE Boom, right? I love that speaker. It's a boom box, though. It, 
no, no, the little, the little oh, round yeah, one. Sorry, those, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah. yeah, the UE boom. Yes, it's tiny, uh, but oh, but no, it's, they've, got, they've also got the boom. It's the size of a so like a can of drink, a can of, can of yeah. drink, a big can of drink, an yeah. American can it's of a drink, can of monster. Uh, it's not the sort of thing you just whack in your pocket and take somewhere, right? Yeah. You've got to take it. This thing you can put in your pocket yeah. and take it out the backyard. Oh, I think that's so. That's there's a, that's really cool something trend. in that. Really something in that. But my lord, if I had a dollar for every Bluetooth speaker I'd seen here, I'd be a very very lunch. Oh, I'd love, wouldn't mind lunch myself, thanks. Uh, CES 2014. Uh, another interesting product here. Where what I like about the, these products too is they integrate two different technologies, so they they bridge the gap. Okay. And speaking of bridge, the, this product I'm about to talk about is called the Voice Bridge. Now, what it is from a company called Swiss Voice, and what it's done. How many people have think, oh, I don't really need a landline, you know, I'm always on my mobile. But for those people who do want to keep a landline and have a mobile phone, of course, yep. this device can bridge the gap between the two. So say, for example, you're in, uh, you know, the backyard near the pool, you can uh, put in this voice bridge. So you connect it to your landline and then it will send the signal out to your phone. So you can answer the call on your, on your smartphone. So rather than you have to race inside to answer your landline number, if you, you might run a business, you know, you've got a yeah, landline yeah, yeah. that you've got to keep track of. This voice bridge lets you send the landline calls to your mobile. See, my wife, um, when we when we bought the new house, uh, there was you know, there's a phone line sitting in the kitchen. The tiler came to do the splashback in the kitchen, and uh, we we hurriedly went, "Where are we going to put the phone point?" And I went, "We're not. We don't need it." And my wife goes, "But I want a phone." And I went, "Well, just we pushed the we, this thing in your I pushed the plug back into the wall. It's gone, right? It's it's yeah. been buried by the tiles." So executive decision. Yeah, made, no, yeah. no. But I said I'll put a. A phone point you know in my office. Here, you? You know I'll, put a, I'll put a phone point in my office, and then yeah. we'll get a cordless. Yeah. This is perfect because Absolutely. I put a phone point in my office. Well, I put a voice bridge in, yeah. and we answer the calls need, on our you don't on our need mobile. To buy a four handset um, wireless because cordless phone. Even though she may say I'm always on Twitter and Facebook, she's always on bloody Pinterest, right? Her phone is Pinterest. is oh mate. Okay. Un- oh, if you want to know anything about Pinterest, just ask my wife. Okay, she's I've never met her, by the way. I I think she's a cardboard cutout you heard in your photos. I've never met uh, Amanda Long, if she's listening. She's not. I know that. Well, we can guarantee she's not listening. I'll give you that tip. I dare you to tag her on Facebook tonight, although you won't be able to because you haven't friended her probably. But anyway, she's not listening, but hi, love. Um, Yeah, so that's perfect solution for people who want to keep a number. Send one to the Long household. Stat. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I remember last year here at CES walking past a 3D printer and asking the bike how much. Fifteen hundred bucks, he said, and I went, "Geez, that, I... that was a cheap one." I thought oh. was it more than two thousand last yes. year. I, was I, I thought to myself, I get one of those, but the best thing he could print for me was a sticky tape dispenser. So I thought <laughs> it's not really the best investment. How long did that take? Christ, there's Hour a lot of them here. There's a lot of them here, isn't there? Well, this year, I, I, uh, last year you mentioned there was only. <clears throat> Last year, you walked past two, three stands, maybe. This year, there was 20. And it was funny. I was walking past one, and you know how they all print out. They all have on display showing off what, they, what they've printed on the 3D yeah, yeah, printer. Yeah. Um, and a common 3D printing is the Eiffel Tower. Mm. Now, one of, one of the companies printed out quite a large Eiffel Tower and put it out the front of the stand. What has someone done? Bumped into it. It's fallen over and smashed so I said, that's okay, you just print another one. Oh, yeah, how long did it take, though? <laughs> I don't know. They're still going out. Hey, before, but but it, the, the technology behind 3D printing is actually, it's, it's more the plastic, you know, the fact that you can have this stuff. There was a company at this thing last night with a, with a 3D pen 
right? What? So it's, yeah. it's a pen, and the and the the ink the the plastic gets injected through it, and you can draw in three D. So basically, you just keep drawing, and it and it builds up. It's like kind of like embroidery. Yeah, so right. the and they had you're freaking me out because they'd drawn an Eiffel Tower, and I, I kid you not. Well, no, they just would have drawn every. It'd be like it'd be like actually building it. Draw every single bit of it. Anyway, this thing was this thing was two meters tall. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was pretty big too. It was about a meter, and they knocked it over. And someone just walked past and saw a crack. Yeah, but anyway, like yeah. I said, they can print it. Up. Well, and the other thing I saw it unveiled was a company that's doing three D printing on mass production. So they're actually saying it's not for prototyping. We're allowing you to you know send us your little design, and we'll print them in in bulk for you. Well, so the price I asked the price too, and and one was as low as fourteen hundred. That's probably US dollars, and the the pricing of and look the size of it. Like, how would you describe a size? It's like slightly taller than a, an open laptop yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they're, they're the ones that cost about sixteen hundred bucks. I think we here next year there'll be under a thousand. Yeah. These people are going to need to charge. Uh, we're looking at a brochure, by the way. These people are probably going to need to charge about five million dollars for each one because they're going to get in big trouble for having the Olympic rings Hello. on their on their brochure, <laughs> mate. Yes. Unbelievable. Three uh, D printing is another big buzz uh, term and a buzz category here at CES. Now, I feel like we should wrap it up with a with a minute review, like a product, something really cool that you've seen, Stephen. I know you're very excited yes. about something. So let's let's get back in the mode because, you know, in, next week we have to do our normal show. Absolutely. So, Stephen, a product that you've seen that, uh, that appeals greatly to you. And it's going to appeal to Australians. It's called... Oh mate! Oh mate! Oh mate! Oh mate! And this is not a smart watch; it's a watch phone. A watch smartphone? Uh, yes, it is a watch smartphone. It's running Android. Fair enough. It's running Android. I, I so the up. difference is this is not attached to your phone. It's actually got a SIM card in There's it. There's a SIM card slot on the side of the device, and you can talk into it like a goose if you want to, or it can attach to a Bluetooth a Bluetooth headset. It's got a 1.7 inch screen. I think they said. Would you believe? On the brochure, it doesn't say how big the screen is, and I asked them, they didn't know. Anyway, they better get that sorted out. But it's running all Android apps, and because it's got a 240 by 240 screen, not all apps will work, but some of them will scale down. Um, and I even I tried it myself and was opening, I managed to open Instagram, and I opened Facebook, there's Instagram, I opened Twitter, Facebook, setting up my Google Play account, all on my wrist. So forget the smart watches. Well, they reckon it's going to be about $249. That's not bad. So that's probably US dollars. So it might be more than 300 in Australia. But for, for the real geeks out there who want a smart watch, want everything Mate, on their take wrist. Take that over the Galaxy. Look, Galaxy Gear's 369, right? If this was 469, it'd be a better deal. Well, exactly right. Because look, that, that's not a Facebook app that links to your Galaxy no. Note 3. That's Facebook. That's not. That's the same deal with Twitter. Same deal with Instagram. It's there. It's not. An is there app. a camera on it? Uh, no, there isn't. No, <coughs> right. there's not a camera. But there is um, a, the SIM card slot on the side. There are speakers on the front, so you can hear the call. And, and there is Bluetooth on board. So if you want to have a headset rather than talking into your wrist like Dick Tracy, you can uh, make your calls in the normal way. Very good. All the right. O mate. The O mate, and Stephen has some exclusive photos which he'll post very soon on techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick Well that's a wrap for the 
third instalment of our CES podcast, and we should thank the good people at uh, Belkin, uh, Linksys, for their hospitality here. Sitting, on, we just walked around until I found a seat, yeah. essentially, because I didn't want to sit on the floor. Comfortable. I look comfortable, and they've uh, they've even given us water, which is like, very nice. So, thank you to the people at Belkin and Linksys. Uh, I didn't realise um, that Cisco had sold Linksys and yes. Belkin, you know, now part of the Belkin family. Some months ago, yes. So, um, another push back into the wireless um, wireless range there. They've got a, and a. We might talk about that one tomorrow. They've got an unbelievable. Uh, new router the from Linksys. gaming router, although, mate, if it's that big, it's not going to fit in my house. <laughs> it's yeah. massive. There, there's, a, there's a model of it here the size of a car. So, yeah. um, tell you what, I'll give you good range, though. I haven't got a room big enough. There wouldn't be a dead spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Follow us both on Twitter, at Stephen Fennick, at Trevor Long. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, check it all out at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Eftm.